Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hi there, and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Yesterday's was kind of a challenge. Today's episode 667, and I'm asking, what are you creating? Yesterday, we explored the gift in the pain, and we talked about the choice that we have as sovereign divine creations to look at every situation the way we want to look at it. And it is easy to look at it in a negative way. It is easy to blame, easy to rage, easy to declare the unfairness, and far more difficult, but growth-oriented, to simply allow what is to be and then ask to find the gift. Like the old story about the kid digging in the pile of horse poop, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. So when you follow on from that, you then you have to choose what you're trying to create because you let events be neutral. And that's what I said today is six, six, seven. What are you creating? It's one thing to just say, okay, events are neutral. I'm not going to have drama around it. It's far more powerful to then move on and say, what do I want to create? The question I like to use for myself to remind me about all this is, okay, given what is, what do I wish to create? And I used to spend a lot of time raging about what is, but if I just say, given what is, what do I wish to create? Now, this background here I used intentionally. Yesterday's background, if you're watching the video, was one of the buildings in Philadelphia in the United States where the Declaration of Independence people gathered and did things. This particular room has a bench up there. You can see, and I hope you're watching the video, a raised bench that has room for three or four people I think three, and it looks like judges may have sat up there or some kind of commission. This is another one of the rooms in the Philadelphia buildings where the Declaration of Independence was created. They did their work, Constitution, and all that sort of stuff. So I use this background on purpose because there's a powerful question. What are you creating? Well, let's look at this situation. The people creating these documents, they were in a war— or preparing for war, <clears throat> they were being mistreated in their view. They were being taxed. Their privileges and freedoms were being compromised. Uh, they were, you know, treated poorly and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you've seen any of those shows. Joy and I watched a series that was really good about Washington's spies that was set in the period. And some of the conditions there were people were put in prison or Oh, they're terrible. But anyway, so they had all that as a backdrop. And instead of just railing about it, they decided to do something. So what are you creating? Now, the enforcement or the implementation of their creation was a war. And that did cause death and suffering. But what they were creating was the framework for the United States. The, f the framework of a constitution 
Declaration of Independence, Constitution, Bill of Rights, and a framework for a democratic republic that has lasted now, you know, 250 years almost. And it's going on that, 1776, 2026. Yeah, coming up on 250 for the Declaration of Independence. So they were creating something that's lasted a long time, that stood as a beacon of light for many people. Today, whether you agree or disagree with immigration policies in the United States, there's thousands, tens of thousands, and even millions of people that are trying to go there. And the reason they're trying to go there is because they're trying to create a better life, greater opportunity, fleeing, perhaps persecution, uh, asylum. Maybe they're asylum. Maybe it's just the, the tyranny of poverty. Doesn't matter. My point is the thing that was created in this room, even with all the failings and politicians that have done weird things or, you know, whatever, it still stood the test of 250 years. It is the place millions of people want to come. And so there was something very right about that creation that came out of that struggle. Right. It came out of that set of unfairnesses and then they decided to do it. So anyway, that's why I use this background. My point in talking to you here is I want you to look at your life because this happened 250 years ago. And maybe you feel good about it and maybe you don't. But the the important thing is your life. So when you look for the gift in the pain, like we talked yesterday, it's about growth. What you're saying is, how can I grow from this experience? How can I, instead of being angry or frustrated, how can I create something from this? So I'm going to use an example from singing again, because I talked a little about that yesterday. But there's a song I have. uh, It's on the album that goes with the book Down from the Gallows. That's the second of the three books in the Tightrope series. First is Tightrope of Depression. And the second is Down from the Gallows. Now, the name of the album that goes with Down from the Gallows is called Promise and Power. And it's songs that focus on opportunity, you know, the transference or the change from struggle to victory, you know, growth, rehab, restitution, you know, all of that good stuff. And one of the songs is titled Sing. And the chorus, the first chorus, asks a question. What if I sing the song, I came to sing? And what if everyone comes running out to laugh at me? What would I do? Right? And the the question is, is exactly that. Because so often, when we decide to create something, it is only created contingent on somebody liking it. Now, if you're running a business and you're doing, you know, you're making widgets, yeah, you need to have a market and people need to buy them. But there are so many expressions of your truth, your voice, and your individuality that are important, that are part of creating your life, your ultimate life, that are part of serving with your divine gifts. Yet we suppress a lot of that because we think, well, maybe nobody will like it. Maybe nobody will read my book, buy my course, hear what I have to say, effectively enjoy the song I came to sing. Maybe they'll come running out to laugh at me. So what do you do then? 
right? Here's what I would suggest. I don't know what you did or will do right now. I want you to sing like nobody's watching. Like, why would you curtail your voice because they came out to laugh at you? Their laughter says more about them than about you. Maybe they're uncomfortable with your expression. Maybe they're uncomfortable with the idea that you have the courage to do something they don't. Maybe they don't understand what you're doing. And, you know, unfortunately, it is one of our first tendencies when we don't understand something to ridicule it. So that could be a catalyst for you or me to say, oh, my talent, my gift, the thing I'm trying to create must suck. So I better not do that. They laughed at me. Well, two things. One, who cares? Like, at the end of the day, it's your gift, your talent, your expression, and your right to sing the song you came to sing, right? Whether it's singing or whatever else it is. I'm using that as a metaphor. The other thing is, if you quit, there will never be the opportunity for me or someone else to hear it, to understand it, to embrace it, to hear the message, and to then cause some benefit, growth, and change. You don't know, right? So even if you sing the song you came to sing like no one is watching, you really don't know if no one is watching. I'll give you an example. Uh, several years ago, uh, it's 2022 right now, I think in 2017. So five years ago, I did a video. Uh, no, actually, it was after I got out of the hospital, so it would have been 2018. And it was about forgiveness, and it wasn't anything special. I sat on the back porch at the other house, not where we are now, and I just talked into the iPhone about forgiveness, and I talked about what it was and what it wasn't and why it was important and urged myself and others to forgive, and especially forgive yourself. Forgive yourself, because so often we carry this baggage of self-loathing around. Anyway, I didn't think anything of it. I put it up like I had many, many, many other videos. In the four years in between then and now, it has tens of thousands of views and comments. It struck a chord. So many people are walking around with baggage, pain, struggle that they don't need, that they can get rid of that it was just calling to them. Now, I don't want to ever talk about forgiveness with the idea that it means pretending things didn't happen or exposing yourself to danger or any of that stuff. Forgiveness is just a choice you make or I make to no longer allow past events to have effect in the present. We get rid of the energy. There's no drama around it. People will suffer their own consequences. We don't need to be mad or any of that. We just let that go. That, that particular video is about forgiving yourself letting that self-loathing, recrimination, shame, guilt go. Of course, you do whatever you can to make amends. Again, I'm not ignoring that part of the process. But even after that, lots of people say, I can never forgive myself, never forgive myself, and on and on and on. And so what happens is that's true. They don't. And when they don't, they, they put a constant cap or barrier on the light or love they could produce in the world. They limit their ability to serve and bless the lives of others because they are carrying around this bag of self-loathing. So <clears throat> that was what the video was about, and it really struck a chord 
with people. And so now I've moved on from that and I've done a number of other videos on forgiveness. And I wrote a book titled Forgiveness, A Journey of Courage to a Place of Freedom and Power. And in a few weeks, we're going to have a a three-day self-forgiveness challenge, all because I did that creation without having any idea if anyone was watching at all or if anyone would come out and laugh. And it has turned out to be to have struck a chord, to be powerful, to be important for people to consider. So my question to you again, uh, back to the beginning of today, is what are you creating? Now, you can have an answer. You can say, well, I don't know. Or you can say, well, like someday I want to do this. I don't know. We'll never create. Right? That just won't happen. I don't know, someday, maybe when I have time, I'll do this, is not using your gifts and talents today. Now, I recognize in everybody's life, there's seasons, right? If you've got little kids, there's a lot of time focused in that. Or if you're going to school, there's a lot of time focused in that. Or if you're ill, there's a lot of time focused on, you know, recovery and so forth. No matter where you are, there is time. You get to choose what you do with it. You know, it is, you have all the time there is, and so do I. My, my deep request and urging in terms of creating your life of purpose, prosperity, and joy is, be, number one, be very intentional about all of your time. That is the most precious thing we have, far more precious than gold or cash or anything, because time is the only thing we can never get more of. Once it's gone, it's gone, and you know the drill. So be really intentional about your time. And then use the time to create your voice. Like, who do you want to be in the world? Tying it into yesterday's podcast, I've discovered, at least for me, that the pain, when I look for the gift in the pain, it also informs the things I want to create. So I went through my decades of depression and addiction and struggles. And from that place, I've written books about encouragement. I've written book, The Walking Without Fear. The con- a book of context, living with purpose and power. I wrote the book about the visit I had in my near-death experience, uh, and all of those. And then I'm, I just finished the book on forgiveness. And my experience from all of those pains that I had before is has driven me to create those pieces of encouragement, and these videos, and this podcast, and your ultimate life, and everything I do is from the pay- place of pain. If I hadn't asked what the gift was, I wouldn't know, and I wouldn't be doing it. So I urge you, with all my invitation, with all my love, and with all my heart, to look for your gifts and to assess what you're creating. Are you creating a life of joy? Are you creating joy in those around you? Are you using every opportunity to be a light, a source of love to everyone around you, no matter what's happening? That's a choice you and I get to make. And if you're not doing that, why not? Are you afraid of what others think? Are you afraid it won't work? Are you afraid nobody will care? Are you afraid people will all come running out to laugh at you, like the words to the song? Like, what are you, what are you afraid of? And I urge you to just ignore it. Who cares if nobody likes it? Who cares if everybody comes out and laughs? You never know, like that video, which thing will strike a chord. Your voice matters. 
Your creation matters. Your gifts matter. Your presence matters. Your love matters. Your divine gifts are real, and you have them. I urge you with all my love and heart to lean into that, to create that life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts that we call the ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.